cliffcentral.com. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Books Unpacked with Superlead. Consider this. Have you ever wanted to read more business and leadership books, but you simply just don't have the time? Imagine you could read a book per week. How awesome will that be? A lot of us have these demanding and countless responsibilities. And so our bookshelves end up with more books we intend to read than those we have actually read. My name is Mandaj Flaro. I'm the CEO at Superlead, which is a strategy consulting and leadership coaching organization. And on this show, we deep dive into a leadership topic which we anchor in a book that we feature per episode. And we share actionable insights to advance your leadership excellence. And we are proudly sponsored by Holland Life Solutions. And here on studio, I'm joined by my co-host, Ngovile Ngovo, who is a director at Alpha International. Ngovile, welcome to today's show. Hi, Amanda. Excited to be back. I'm chatting about a very exciting and detailed book. (laughs) (laughs) It really is super detailed. And we're going to do our best, as we often do, to extract insightful, uh, actionable insights. Um, that, that our, our listeners can go and, mm. and put into practice. Mm. So it's, it's, it's quite a, a thick book to go through. And, um, and we just have over 30 minutes to, to kind of synthesize these and, and put something on, on the table for our listeners. So we're talking about design thinking today. Mm, design thinking. Yes. Yeah. So we're doing the book Change by Design by Tim Brown. Talks about how design thinking transforms organizations and inspires innovation. Lovely. So, so Tim Brown is just, is just this legend, right? So Tim Brown, first of all, is the CEO and the president at an innovation and a design company called IDEO, uh, which is, and he's just the leading proponent of design thinking. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, design thinking uh, is one of those, those, those sort of phrases or big buzzwords that get yeah. thrown around. Right? <laughs> like the fourth industrial revolution is like all kinds of these <laughs> big words that, that go around often. But when you pause and you just ask someone, Hey, what is that really? Mm. <laughs> what actually happened? And that's when, you know, people start to, to backtrack. Okay. So what is design thinking? Okay. Or at least let's set up the case for why design thinking is a, is an approach we want to think about. No, absolutely. Because I was just about to backtrack as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to backtrack as well. And like, yeah, yeah, it's for IR. No, no, no. Um, so, so design thinking really at its core is this systematic, systemic, systematic approach to innovation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and because more and more, you know, sort of, you know, with the just advances in technologies and, and the challenges that we face on a day to day and, you know, just the business environment, wherever we, wherever we look, things are, things are not as, as, as they used to be. And, uh, people are being forced to innovate. And so how do you really go about that? And, uh, design thinking is that one approach really that gives you some, some systematic approach to, to going and innovating and making a huge impact, not only, uh, for your customers, but, but for the organizations mm-hmm. to a very large extent. That's sort of what design thinking aims to, to sort of achieve. Okay. So it wants to make sure that we're impacting the whole, not just the business, but those that we're serving. Abs- well. Absolutely. And, and, uh, and Tim Brown has got this sort of a, a, a three triad sort of, uh, 
what do you call these things? These three elements that needs to be in perfect balance. Mm. Um, if you want, if you're going to innovate and make real breakthroughs, um, you need to have either you're designing a, a product or a, a service. There, there must be these three elements that are, that are sort of come together. Mm-hmm. And the first one is sort of desirability. Okay. Um, so what you're putting together, what you're designing, is it really desirable from a, a human point of view? Okay. And the second piece is, is this technologically feasible? Right. Mm. And the third, and the third one is, is it economically viable? And, um, and most people, you know, tend to kind of lean one to the other, right? You know, you find someone who's really passionate about like, hey, it's going to be customer. This is what customer needs and like forget the, mm. the, the feasibility and the viability. And you get some, some folks who are like more about, Hey, uh, let's think about the tech, right? It was super mm. tech centric. And, and then you've got our, our, our finance folks who are worried about, Hey, can we afford this or yes. wasting money? And the, the, the key with design thinking, according to, to Tim Brown is to bring all these three together throughout the phases of innovation. Okay. Okay. So where do we start then? If we're thinking through desirability, feasibility, economic viability. So, 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 uh, so the, the, he's got these things which says, and you know, this, this is hard for me as a, as sort of like a hard engineer, a chemical okay. engineer that I am, right? <laughs> and, and this space is, you know, is, is kind of say this is going to be, um, it needs some fluidity, right? Mm. And it kind of speaks of these things he calls the three spaces of innovation. Ah, three spaces <laughs> of innovation. So, and, and I mean, in my mind, it's like, yeah, this is, uh, these are the three steps, right? Of, yeah. of innovation. Yeah. But, yeah. but he's very careful in how he phrases this. Okay. That is the three spaces because the interchange, they do kind of show some boundaries that, okay, now you're in this phase or now you're in this okay. space now you're in that space but but very carefully not to think of it as step one done yeah. tick close uh you know step two done tick close etc yeah. etc et but sort of references as a continuum of innovation uh, absolutely yeah. and these are this sort of what he calls the inspiration space Okay. Uh, this is where we define the problem. We understand what really we're trying to achieve. We kind of find the sort of this opportunity that motivates the search for solutions. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the words are being chosen so, so, so carefully, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll unpack in a moment as to why. Yeah. Then the second one is the ideation space. Yes. Right. Uh, in my mind, it's like step two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is sort of this process of generating, developing and testing ideas. All three kind of aspects in, in sort of this pendulum and continuum, generating, developing and testing those ideas, including prototyping in there, etc. And then the third, the, the third space of innovation yeah. become, being the, the implementation, which is the path that leads us out now of, of the design studio or the project <laughs> room into the market. To those that we serve. Yeah. yeah. And I like that he says that it's not, you know, it being sort of non-linear is not because people who think in this way or design thinkers are just organized or yeah. undisciplined, yeah. but that fundamentally design is about exploration. Yeah. And so you might step forward, step back into these different spaces as you, as you design something. Yeah. yeah. 
and and that's that's sort of this this difference because you you find uh you know so in in corporate sometimes you know people want to innovate but we're like all right step one step two step three and and then it's like yeah you know innovate come with the project plan the financing everything now (laughs) but we're an innovative (laughs) and then and then we're judging these things too early sometimes and we're not giving it the the right amount of spaces um, um, that, that kind of Tim, Tim Brown and, and Tim kind of talks about. And that's why it's, it also requires some patience. Um, also requires that we understand this. So if you're a leader, um, who, who is thinking about innovation, it's important to just even at the core, just the basic to understand that this process is going to be semi fluid. Mm. It's going to be nonlinear. Um, and also give your team that space. And if you are a potentially one of the people doing the innovation work uh, or the designing work, you want to kind of almost just uh, understand as well that this this work is going to be like this to yeah. sort of manage these emotions and, and frustrations that comes with it. Yeah, and it also can it will increase the likelihood of success because if you're correcting along the way, if, yeah. you're, if everyone's thinking about how can we make this better or how can we be thinking about the fact that we want to serve or is this still is what we are we still on course for what yeah. we wanted to create? Yeah. You know, it means you'll. I think he says fail early to succeed. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> to succeed sooner, you know, you're more likely to to create have that path of success as well. Absolutely, and and for me, reading the book, I realize. Why there are just so fewer and fewer and even more rare, really breakthrough solutions we see these days. Mm. Um, you know, you just see just too many companies just copying one, um, you know, pro- one product from the other. Yeah. And you get, you get these shelves, um, wherever you go. Follow that the are, same thing. And you're trying to find the, the brand that you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing to do is to ask, you know, like at the shelf, it's like, yeah, so. Uh, should I take this? Uh, you know, what's the difference between this one and this one? And the, and the, and the, the represent, sales rep will say, you know, it's just the brand. Yeah, eh? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think. And, and I think, I think, I think, uh, for, for our listeners, that's no longer good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, if we are really going to, to build sustainable businesses, um, if we're really going to find solutions to the current, you know, just, challenges that we face we really do need to kind of go through this this intense process of design thinking i like um and some people might deselect themselves from this thing right like okay this is for designers i'm an accountant yes. uh, or i i'm i'm somewhere else um but the idea of design thing is that everyone designs who uh, this this quote uh from a nobel laureate herbert simon mm-hmm. he says everyone designs who devises Causes of action aimed at changing existing situations into the preferred ones. Oh, I think you're gonna have to repeat that. Yeah, let's do that. So, I mean, it's, it's deep, it's yeah. deep words, right? Everyone designs who devises causes of actions mm-hmm. aimed at changing existing sol- situations into the preferred ones. Okay. So essentially, if you, you ever just think about this situation is not ideal. I want to devise, you know, some actions, some solutions, some product that, that will kind of, that will move us to a preferred situation. You are a designer. Mm. Um, if you're not happy about something, even in your sort of your personal life or in your team 
or you know with whatever you do and you want to change that into something you like mm. that process is design mm, mm. and and uh, and and you know the he, Tim Brown says if you don't wish if you don't wish what if we don't wish what we get uh then we are being very poor designers mm, so mm. so whatever it is that you know it's this is no longer relegated to the guys that are designing, you know, the creatives on the side. Yeah, the creatives <laughs> that are designing, you know, the phones and the teapots and mm-hmm. and clothes and shoes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This is to kind of say, hey, I am, I'm a designer too. I'm yeah. designing my own future. I'm designing all of these elements. Yeah. So, and I think now, where people are looking for excitement in what they're doing, the idea of being part of a space where there's there's creative, there's openness to ideas. From different parts of of the team can create a real collective, um, you know, motivation yeah. for for what we're we're building or achieving or creating um, for the customer or whoever we're serving. Absolutely, and and um, and talking about teams, I mean, he advocates for these multidisciplinary teams mm-hmm. where where you've got ethnographics uh, uh, specialists and you've got design specialists mm-hmm. and you've got accountants and lawyers and and medical doctors, all kinds of um, of uh, of professions coming together to figure out a solution to to the current situation. Mm. So so I guess one of the first kind of you know, aspects to consider or mindset shift is that design is for all of us. Um, if we intend to change the current situation mm. into preferred ones, we have entered the realm of design. Yeah. And, and some of us are going into this realm with no tools, with no approaches, mm. and we're wondering why perhaps we're not, um, we're not potentially succeeding in our approach to designing. Sure. So these three spaces of innovation, inspiration, ideation, implementation, um, should we break them down? <laughs> let's, let's do that. Let's do that. So, so the, this inspiration thing, this inspiration phase, a space, mm-hmm. I think I, I need to get used to, to the idea of spaces and, <laughs> and steps, et cetera. So this, this, this inspiration space is largely what, uh, design thinking is well known for. Mm-hmm. Which is this sort of human centered design, uh, sort of human centered approach to, to sort of design. And the idea there is that you want to, to find the real latent customer need, um, uh, to, to the problem. Uh, you know, you kind of engage with sort of leaders and executives. You're like, Hey, what's, what's the problem? And they're like, yeah, the problem is this. And then, you know, this is because of one, two, three, four. Uh, and they already tell you that the problem is, Hey, we're not reaching, you know, so this, this segment of the market. And the reason for that is because this segment of the market is, I don't know, not affluent enough. And, and, our, and our solution is not doing this and that and that. And that's from the executives. Um, perspective mm-hmm. and the idea of design thing in this human centered approach is almost taking a, a, a humility perspective and say, I don't quite fully know why exactly things are happening the way they are. So therefore I'm going to go out there. I'm going to be, I'm going to leave the office. I'm going to go to where the people are at. I'm going to observe their, their actions. I'm going to observe what they do, what they're not doing and truly understand, um, what's, what's the, what's the core, 
What's the latent need? What's the problem mm. uh, our customers are facing? Yeah, and to be able to articulate that. I like what they said, you know, um, this whole thing of like Henry Ford talks about this where he would have said if he'd asked his customers what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse. Yeah. So it's not just about saying like, oh, you know, it's being able to help articulate yeah. the latent need, as you've said, yeah. of the consumer. That what they really want is to be able to get into a car and get from A to B faster. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And and uh, and what we we kind of get in trouble with uh, in 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 most organizations is we go do this service and we we go mm. ask people and and what they're saying is that people will hardly ever be able to sort of tell you what what. What they really want. Mm. Um, uh, they say this that, you know, normally people have found ways of, of just adapting to the, to the challenges that they face mm. every day. So deep down, so when you kind of at, at a conscious level, they are not able to say, ah, this and that and that and that. You know, they, you know, they might sort of like, um, hang their, their bag next to a chair or do this and that. Uh, but if you ask them, hey, do you need something to hang your bag when you sit at, uh, on studio? They're not going to, you know, kind of specifically remember those instances yes. because we have all kind of navigated, found ways around, around what, uh, around all the sort of obstacles that mm. we come across. And so in that, then he, Tim Brown breaks down then the tools that can lead us from, you know, not thinking about sort of the incremental changes, but then the leaps of insight that help us sort of get into this realm. And so what are those three, three steps or three Oh, points? you're going to, to the steps like me too. So you know, three, three elements really <laughs> with the, with the inspiration space and the, and the understanding the customer. One is, um, you want to get an insight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do this from, by learning from the lives of the, the sort of the people that, that you want to work with. Um, you know, you, you do as you, you can go as far as going to observe their day to day activities. The second one is observation, which is watching what people don't do and listening to, uh, to what they, they, they're not saying. And then the third one is empathy. Which is sort of standing in the sh- in other people's shoes, mm. uh, because you know they kind of say uh, empathy is pro- perhaps the most important distinction between sort of this academic thinking about the problem and and the design thinking. Um, this is where we sort of translate what we see as insights and the some of our observations into true products and services that then goes and improve people's lives. Hmm. Really, really good. And maybe, you know, it might still sound like very, uh, what's the word? Intangible. Uh, intangible. Maybe let's like insert a story. Okay. <laughs> so, so, um, uh, they, uh, they, they put this story in the book, uh, of, um, of Kristen, uh, Simsarian, um, who, who kind of sort of faked a foot, uh, injury, mm-hmm. uh, but placed, um, him sort of, you know, Place the camera under the sort of his gown, um, and he was rushed to, to an emergency uh, room. And, um, and you know, all the things that, that sort of happened, uh, from point A to point B moved around and goes through the whole and entire space. In the, uh, they then sort of went and, took that unedited video of all the events from the moment he got at the, into the uh, the hotel emergency room 
And I mean, just the findings were just, were just amazing from, um, you know, like looking at the sort of the physical environment from a perspective of a patient, um, you know, seeing, you know, uh, you know, all the touch points, um, the intensity, the intense crowded space, uh, within the emergency room, you know, the cramped narrow hallways and kind of like half instructions from do this, go there. Um, to more like sort of a, what they kind of call the second layer of observation and understanding mm-hmm. to almost to, from a physical uh, to, to cognitive space, you know, how, what a patient's experience is, you know, not mm-hmm. knowing where to from here and waiting and all of these things and kind of almost understanding and unpacking sort of some of the emotional dynamics, mm-hmm. um, of that patient going from the moment they entered the emergency room until they left. Yeah. And in the end, they were able to really like fully understand, um, what are the key challenges that patients experience when they come through to the emergency room? Mm. And from there, they were able to go into the ideation space. Ah, oh, that's really, really good. So they, he was able to see, or they were all able to see sort of get the inside in terms of like, okay, what's the experience? What are we doing? How are we treating this patient? Yeah. And they're able to observe like, what is their physical, the patient's physical experience of this? Yeah. What are they seeing? Yeah. And then really see, well, what emotion does that evoke in the patient? Is yeah. it fear? Is it worry? Yeah. How can we help that emotion? So the inside observation yeah. and empathy. Exactly. So uh, take the the other normal approach, which is um, we will have a little survey. survey. What was your experience? <laughs> what was your experience? Uh, were the were the were the nurses and doctors mm. nice to you? Yes. Uh, was the food good? You know, uh, yeah. you you get absolutely just like ten times more yeah. if you sort of go out and immerse yourself. In the spaces where for for the patients or the customer that you're yeah. intending to solve for. Yeah, I mean, I think it's similar just to, in terms of the work that we do, where we can sort of train people and say, yeah. you know, this is how you run this. Yeah. But really, the best experience is saying, okay, go to that place where they do it well and yeah. experience what the guest feels yes, yes, when yes. they're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so that they, that person's able to see, like, oh, this is what they're meant to leave feeling. Yes, yes, like, yes. You know, as opposed yeah. to this is what we're meant to be doing. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and then there you're observing everything from, okay, when they open the, the, the app, when, um, did, are there any glitches? Mm. When, when the guests arrive, you know, what are sort of the, some of the questions? What are the wonderings? All of that kind of stuff and be able to capture that and make like super detailed notes about everything. Mm. Um, you know, it, it really just shows why, why this process is hard, right? Um, because, because, uh, if I ask you, hey, why is your product not delivering? You will tell yes. me four reasons already. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and none of them might be, uh, you know, the real core latent yes. uh, issues that, that your customers are experiencing. Yeah, amazing. Right, so so the clock is running down. So so let's go to the second <laughs> space. Um, ideation. And, and in this ideation space, you know, there, there, there's a couple of things that they kind of speak about. Um and and one is that 
you know, as design thinkers, sort of the experience, um, a dance between four mental states. You know, you can even see that the kind of the language, right? It's yes. like spaces of innovation. <laughs> now we're talking about the dance, um, around, uh, four mental, mental spaces, states. <laughs> uh, mental states. So, um, one is convergent, uh, and divergent thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so convergent thinking, you know, it's, you know, sort of, it's largely about sort of deciding among the existing alternatives, sort of amongst the existing um, ideas, really, to kind of say, okay, this is what we know. How do we sort of get to a solution here based on 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 what's what's on the table? However, divergence thinking is kind of really still kind of explore exploration and trying to think of new ideas, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you lead a team, you wanna enable both. Right. The more divergent you go and to a non, no, no end, you know, you'll never kind of finally land. Mm. But the caution is to, 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 to not just stop it. Hey, this is what we know. And then let's design a solution there. More and more people sort of don't do the divergent thinking uh, process enough. Mm. What other possibilities could be there? Yeah, and then we just we just kind of uh, you know we and especially in 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 corporates it becomes like an echo chamber, right? Mm. We you know you know why this is happening from your perspective that you got that perspective four years ago and mm. and, and the customers have moved on, but you're like, yeah, this is what's happening, mm. uh, and then we just kind of use that. So you want to create spaces where people can explore a lot more of of what could be what could be. In, in play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then the right. second one, there's two more mental um, states. states that you do a dance on is analysis and synthesis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, designers, you know, use all these sort of analytical tools uh, to break apart complex problems and understand them better. Um, and, and here, this is where you can go, hey, and, you know, unpack that spreadsheet for, for days. Um, and, and kind of like, but like the subsector section of this and that and that. Um, and and because what you get from all of that work uh in the inspiration space and understanding space you know you'll have con- collected i don't know ethnographic data in the field you'll have conducted mm-hmm. interviews you have reviewed other patients and and manufacturing processes you'll have done all of that stuff and and there's space to sort of analyze all of that but you, you almost at some point want to synthesize what you're getting at and just those two, they take enormous amount of time, um, which sometimes we don't budget for if it were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so those are the four mental sp- spaces that, that we tend to, that, you know, if you're going to do design thinking, there's convergence, divergence, synthesis, analysis, and, um, and the trick really with experience is to kind of know, okay, we've done enough analysis. Now we need to kind of pull what we have together towards a a story or or something that we can work with. Mm, mm. Okay, amazing. And then once we've done that in terms of those four mental states, how do we then move on? So settle. <laughs> so so you've got this four mental you've kind of done some thinking, you've mm. analyzed, you synthesize the then then you kind of get some of these breakthroughs. You're like, yeah, maybe that's the mm. the, the thing we want to do. Then the next thing is you want to go and experiment. Um uh, and, and this is still whole, I, you can imagine how humble you have to be, right? Because once you think you know, now, now you kind of go another, uh, another phase of say, 
let's go out there and let's experiment. Let's design uh, prototypes that um, that we can very quickly put in the hands of our end customers yeah. and um, let them kind of play around with it. And just for us to kind of validate what, whether or not what we're thinking about is right. Mm. And we are also looking at those three elements, desirability, feasibility, and viability. Mm, mm, mm. And that's where experimentation and, and prototyping come, comes in. Mm, mm. So even as you're putting a product out, you're still getting feedback to where you're still open to, to change and adaptation. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you, you know, so, so the, you know, also in the team, you might find there's people who are like, just like, yeah, let's build a bigger, better prototype. <laughs> and you know, when it lands, it must, it must be also impressive. And the idea here is to go as minimum as possible to can be able to answer the key questions that, that needs answering. Mm. So that's the sort of the ideation space. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And then we move on to implementation. The implementation phase. Um, since this whole design thinking is about being human centric is, uh, is also no longer taking the old industrial approach of sort of, you know, doing the, the, the thinking, building a, a product and then pushing, pushing it out to the market. With that, we, we, we generate consumers. Mm-hmm. Um, and the design thinking approach is one that encourages active customer participation mm-hmm. um, where you sort of uh, put the product out, but you're still creating experiences for your customers to continuously give you feedback and for you mm-hmm. to continuously be making changes to getting that product or service or solution a lot better than it currently is. Okay, okay. So, 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 so that's, that's one key element to it, uh, looking at the time uh, very quickly. Then the second element is that no matter how amazing a, a product is or service is, what you want to be able to have is build stories around it. Yes. To a very large extent, people buy the story around the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I interviewed, um, uh, a, a gentleman, uh, for, for the Super Lead podcast recently, uh, which we're going to publish in the next week or so. And, and, um, he's developed, he, 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 he is, uh, he runs this, uh, uh, footwear company and super successful. And I told, I asked, hey, how did you kind of come to this? And, um, for him, he was trying to design a shoe that will, that, that's, that's sort of centered around people that live in the township. Mm-hmm. So in the townships, he grew up in Kakekong mm-hmm. and he will buy these sneakers that were largely white, white mm-hmm. sneakers. He will wear them and then he comes back and then they're all dirty mm-hmm. and there's like a whole problem. And, and so they were just not right for the dusty streets of, yeah. of, of Ikasi. Yes. And, and taking that human centered approach, literally designed the, the shoe. And, and he is some, and some like, so how did you scale? He took a few prototypes. He sent it out to friends, got feedback, adjusted a few things. And then, and then over uh, with time, he then went and kind of done sort of the, the, the whole manufacturing process, put them in the stores and he continues to sort of gather feedback. But largely he tells me the biggest part and the reason why people buy his shoes is the story around his brand. Mm. So, so whatever you do, um, we as humans are attracted to stories. Yes. So, so storytelling is a key component 
of design thinking. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. So to craft a message around, but also a genuine, authentic message. An authentic message. And if yeah. you started off in this process being thinking through the customer and that yeah. empathy piece, then the story will be authentic by the time you get to market. You're not just like crafting something yeah. to sell. You're really saying, here was the motivation behind yeah. this. And and this is why you see in corporate, so they will have this thing and then they will then ship it to the marketing department and say, go yeah, sell this thing. <laughs> yes. Go find story so throughout this whole thing the the customer is from the inspiration to the ideation uh, all the way to even implementation the customer is still kept in the center Mm -hmm. that's why design thinking at its core is the human-centered approach uh, to solving problems uh, to bringing new products to market and um, to driving innovation Mm -hmm. okay and with that, and looking at the clock, uh, we hope you, you go experiment, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and be, and know that you are, you are designing the situation that, that you are living through. Mm. Um, so don't relegate the, the, the process or the responsibility of design away. You are designing your life. You are designing your job. You're designing, you know, the elements and the things that are, that are in your life. Mm. You're designing your team experience. You're designing um, wherever you find yourself. Mm. So go out there and implement some design thinking. And as we often say, until then, go out there and super lead. Cliffcentral.com.